Hi Church, Ryan here. Welcome back to our series, Becoming Who We Are. Uh, It's a series through the book of Ephesians and we're looking at who we were in sin, uh, but through the work of Jesus, who we are and who we are becoming. Uh, So let me introduce this uh, session to you today. It's all about how we were disempowered in sin and how we become empowered by Jesus through grace. Uh, Let me begin by asking you, do you remember when you were learning how to ride your bike and you start out on training wheels? Specifically, do you remember the moment when your parent let go, where they let go, you've got this, you can keep riding, you can do this. Do you remember that moment? Do you remember the moment when you were learning to drive and the driving instructor or one of your parents stops white knuckling the handbrake and actually lets go? It's so different, isn't it, when someone simply empowers us with a phrase like, you can do this, you've got this. And so today we're talking all about how we were disempowered, how that power was taken from us in sin and how we've been empowered by grace. Begins in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 21. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. This idea of there being powers in the heavenly space and that God has uh, shown his power over them through Christ and raising him from the dead is a powerful biblical theme. We're going to trace it through. So where do we see this theme develop through the scriptures? First idea is that God made in in creation, he made two sets of co-rulers, rulers who rule alongside him and under him. Have a look, Genesis chapter 1, verses 16 to 18, and then verse 28. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, to separate light from darkness. God saw that it was good. Verse 28, God blessed humanity. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So there's two types of creatures that are given authority, power to rule right back there in creation. Spiritual creatures, creatures over the supernatural space that have these physical representations, sun and moon and stars, are to rule over the heavenly space. And then earth creatures, dust humans, are given the authority, the power, they've been empowered by God to rule over the physical things, the things of the Heavens, the birds and the fish of the sea and the stuff on the land. So there's two sets of co-rulers under God over the things that he has made. But humanity, instead of using their rule and authority correctly, they hand it over. They become disempowered in sin. We read this in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 19. We see, Beware lest you raise your eyes to heavens and when you see the sun and moon and stars, all the hosts of heaven. Hang on, all the hosts of heaven are language for spiritual creatures. So the sun, moon and stars are part of 
spiritual creatures that rule, have authority in the heavenly space. So don't draw your eyes up to them. You would be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. We see that's exactly what did happen in Genesis chapter 3, verses 19. We read about how God is, is bringing a curse upon the land that's going to negatively impact the human. He was meant to rule over the land, but now he has to work in the land. It's so much more difficult. Genesis 3.19, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Instead of having rule over the land, the land is cursed. They've been disempowered there's something else that's taken over authority and rule over this space. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 2. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. And Titus 3.3. 3, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. The idea is, in sin we were disempowered, instead of co-ruling under God as we were made to, we gave that authority over to these spiritual creatures, the demonic. And now they have the authority humanity was meant to have. But the story doesn't end there. Just as the physical space and the spiritual space we've been disempowered from, so to our internal space, our will has been corrupted. Proverbs 4.23, keep your Heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Jeremiah 17, 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Romans seven fifteen to 18, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do, not, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Do you see how he's been disempowered here? For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Can you see here in sin how even our internal space has been disempowered? And so we need Jesus to come to empower us and to destroy the powers, those spiritual hosts of heaven, the demonic, that have had authority. And so Jesus comes as our empowerer. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities, put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 to 26. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule, every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. And so Jesus, having destroyed these powers that had authority over us and over this world in this current present darkness, he's destroyed and placed them under his feet. And so now we are empowered. It's like he's let us go, um, like we were learning to ride, or he's no longer white knuckling. He's empowered us. You can now live in his power, in his authority. We read this, Luke 24, 49. Jesus says, Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. He's speaking there of the Holy Spirit. We see in Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, 
And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them, rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So we were disempowered in sin. We gave up. We forfeited our right to co-rule under God. And even our internal will was corrupted. But Jesus came and he's re-empowered us through destroying those powers. And we're empowered with the Holy Spirit. So then how does Paul trace this theme of being disempowered in sin, being empowered by the victory of Christ through Ephesians chapter 1 to 3, our seated position in Christ? He begins Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. In other words, we've been re-given that position in the heavenly space that the sun, moon, stars were going to rule over, but because of the work of Christ, now we've been blessed and raised up into that space. Again, Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places? What God has done to Christ, we're going to see in a moment he does to those who are in Christ. He's placed Christ far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, we read, we were dead in our sins. We're following the prince of the power of the air. Those are demonic spiritual beings that uh, we forfeited our co-ruling with God to. But God raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's not your power. You've been empowered. It's a gift of God, not a result of your works. It's not your power. You've been empowered so that no one may boast. Chapter 3, verses 7. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. Chapter 3, verses 9 to 10. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Chapter 3, verses 16. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Gee, can you see how much this language of power being disempowered in sin, being empowered by the victory of Jesus comes through. Ephesians 1 to 3, it's all over the place. So what does that mean for your story? Have you ever felt lacking ability, lacking power, feeling unable? Well, that's how we feel in the flesh, in our sin. That is, that's life as a human. Welcome to the human race, right? Like none of us have always felt Like we are strengthened and empowered, but we need to hear that Jesus has empowered us not to do whatever we like, but empowered us towards his righteousness. And so I need you to hear if you're maybe a part of a community that's been disenfranchised, that's been disempowered. So 
maybe that is uh, the, the race that you belong to, supposedly. I think we're all a part of the human race, and Ephesians 2 really speaks into that. But in our world, there has been a sense that you've been disempowered. Or maybe it's your gender or your upbringing or your intellect or whatever it is, and you feel disenfranchised, you feel disempowered. You need to know, friend, that in Christ, we are now equal as a body, and we've been empowered by Jesus to live his way. And even when our flesh feels weak, he is our strength. That is good news for us on those days where we feel like we just don't have it in us. Well, it's not our strength. It's his strength. How is our seated position as empowered by Christ play itself out as our walk? How do we live this out? Ephesians 4, verse 1 and then verses 12 to 13. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, we've been given this power. We've been empowered to build others up. That's, that's the role of empowering others. The The church should feel like the most empowering place because we declare there is no one amongst us who should be disenfranchised or disempowered, but rather we empower each and every one of us to do the work of ministry, to build up one another towards unity and maturity. And so it should be that the way we live our lives as Christians makes other Christians want to live more like Christ too. It's amazing. Paul uses this phrase. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Can you imagine the the boldness you'd need to have to be able to say, hey, do you see how well I'm following Jesus? Yeah, do the same. And yet Christians should all ascribe to that, be aiming for that. That's the ideal that we all should be saying, hey, look, I follow Jesus this way. Uh, Can you see how he's done work in my life, how he's empowered me? I want you to do the same. Be empowered by the way that he has loved me and taken care of me. Again, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15, 22 and 25. Look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wives. Wives to your own husbands and husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. So the first place that we should see a lot of the empowering of Christ is the church. The second place is the home. Wives to husbands, husbands to wives, husbands, you're to love Christ as Christ, uh, you're to love your wife rather, as Christ loved the church. How did he love the church? He died for it. In other words, he allowed himself to have less power. He wasn't like the world that kept chasing after what more can I grab, but rather he gives up what he has to empower his wife. What a beautiful picture of marriage and the home where the wife seeks to empower the husband and the husband seeks to empower the wife and the parents seek to empower their children and the workers seek to empower their boss and their boss seeks to empower the workers. Do you see how this household of faith in wisdom should be building everyone up to unity and to maturity? That's how we should walk. Do you walk like that? Do you empower people? Do you build them up with your words, with your actions, or do you tear them down? Let's have a look then. If we're seated with Christ in his victories, we've been empowered by him, and now we walk empowering others, what does it mean for us to stand, to stand in the power 
of Christ. How do we stand as empowered? Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. Stand against the schemes of the devil, for we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able, that means to have the power to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. See, there's a difference between power and authority. Power is your knowledge, your strength, your capacity, what you're able to do. That's what that word there being able means. It's, it's the word power. And authority is under whom's power you stand. So for the Christian, we stand under the authority of Christ. We have been strengthened by God, by his power through Christ to be now raised up over those forces of the evil one, the rulers and principalities and powers and world rulers. In Christ, we stand in his authority. And the enemy would love to make it about your strength, about your knowledge. That's what he does in Genesis 3 to Adam and Eve. But instead, we don't wrestle with this spiritual enemy by going our power toe-to-toe to their power. No, we proclaim we've been empowered by Jesus' victory and we stand in his authority. So when we pray, when we pray against the enemy, we pray in the victory and power of Jesus. And so I want to speak into fear. One of the tactics that the enemy uses is fear. You're, you're just afraid that the enemy is strong and he seems to be winning and you look out in the world and the impact, oh gosh, just so much with the teaching and training towards evil that's happening to our young children and in our world. And it looks like, oh my goodness, look at this present darkness. But we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and a sound mind. And so I want to encourage you that you're standing not in your power against the enemy, but under the authority of Jesus, who has conquered Satan, sin and death. You don't need to be afraid of him who who can't do anything to you. What's he going to do? Kill you? You'll get to see Jesus. What's he going to do? Try and distract you from the truth? That's what you got the word for. Friend, friend, Jesus is with you. He has empowered you. He walks alongside you. He is stronger than that lion, Satan. Because he is the Lion of Judah, the Lamb that was slain. Gee, that's good news for us, isn't it? So be empowered by the truth that Jesus wins. And we look so, so much are looking forward to seeing you in the next session. God bless.